today we are talking all things Upwork, how to get started, the biggest mistakes a lot of social media managers make on this platform and how to actually make some serious cash dollars being a freelancer on Upwork. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, Upwork is very similar to other platforms like Fiverr and it's essentially a hub for freelance work. You can create your own portfolio and be listed there. You can also apply for jobs that are listed by other business owners. Now, some of you who are longtime listeners of the Dishing Up Digital podcast might be a little bit confused because you've never heard me talk about Upwork before. You didn't know that I actually used it. You didn't know I had any knowledge in this department. And you are correct. I have no idea how to use Upwork, which is why I'm bringing on a very special guest today to chat through it and give us her insights after being on Upwork for almost 10 years. She definitely knows her stuff. Today, I am welcoming Sylvia to the podcast. Sylvia is a freelance social media manager and online educator from the beautiful Portugal. She is a lover of all things cats, Disney, and video games. And honestly, any girl who is rocking bubblegum pink hair can be my best friend. (laughs) Sylvia is absolutely amazing. And in today's interview, we talked about so many things to do with not just Upwork, but also her own social media management journey, some of the learnings along the way, and also her best advice for those who are just getting started in their own career and business. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Make sure you check out the episode description where I will have links to Sylvia's Instagram, my Instagram, and please, please let us know if you enjoyed today's episode. And yeah, let's dive into it. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. To kick things off, Sylvia, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about you and how you got started. Yeah, so I'm Sylvia. I'm a social media manager and online educator from Portugal. And I talk a lot about freelancing and Upwork and all that good stuff. Um, And I actually got started freelancing back in 2013 out of pure boredom. (laughs) I usually (laughs) just tell this story like I was bored one day I googled how to make money online and I found like a listicle article about um, different ways to make money online and one of them was Upwork so I created an account sign up and you know the rest is history I guess I probably applied to a couple jobs probably not good proposals either but (laughs) I believe the competition back then was not as fierce as today yeah I recently went back and looked at some of my old proposals to show them to some of my <laughs> students to just be like, this is how bad it can be. Like, stop overcomplicating yeah. it. And then I was like, do I actually want to show these to people? Like, it's a little bit embarrassing for me. <laughs> yeah, I did a video like that as well, like showing my old ones and kind of saying what I would do better now. And I'm like, how am I showing this to people? <laughs> 
the things we do. Now, I yeah. was trying to do a little bit of math there, 2013. So you are coming up almost 10 years in the sort of freelancing space. How does yeah. that feel? Crazy. <laughs> when I started, I was still studying. So I was still doing it a little bit here and there, a little gigs on the side. Um, I think I took it like more seriously in 2018 when I got out of college. So it's been like full time since then. But before that, um, I did a lot of different things. You know, it wasn't any rhyme or, or reason to it at all. I think it's cool, though, because <laughs> one of the big misconceptions or concerns I hear from a lot of people is, what is the longevity of this industry? Or like, can you yeah. actually make a career out of it? Or is it just like <laughs> a quick side hustle that's going to phase out? So I think that's awesome. Yeah. What kind of services, and this has probably evolved over time, but what kind of services do you offer in your sort of packages? Yeah, so now I do mostly social media management and strategy. So depending on the client. Um, and I also do some video work, so video editing, repurposing YouTube to reels, that kind of stuff. Um, but back then, when I first started, I was doing more artsy stuff. I was doing illustrations, some designs. I tapped into translation and transcription for a little bit as well. And actually, after that and before social media, I was a VA for a little bit. So that's actually how I got into social media was uh, doing a lot of VA work for clients that wanted scheduling of posts, that wanted engagement and all that stuff. So that was kind of my journey. Love that. I think there's definitely a lot of v VAs that end up pivoting into social media management. So that's yeah. always nice to hear. Now we're going to get into Upwork in a second because I'm so excited to pick your brain on that. But one question that I always love to ask guests on the show is to get a little bit real, a little bit honest, a little bit raw, but what would you say has been your biggest struggle as a social media manager and how have you sort of overcome that? I guess like there's a lot of them, <laughs> not wanting to paint the wrong picture here, but there's a lot. Uh, but I guess the biggest one was like imposter syndrome related. It was like me wanting to know everything before I called myself a social media manager. So like I said, I started calling myself a VA who did social media, but I was like, if I want to call myself a social media manager, I need to know, for example, ads. That was something I, I always felt like I needed to know to call myself a social media manager. And I still don't do ads to this day. So Same. it's definitely not true. But, you know, I felt like I needed to know everything. And especially in the social media manager world, that's kind of not possible. <laughs> There's so much stuff and it updates every single day. So yeah, that was my biggest struggle for sure. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I try to get across to anyone who like messages me and they're like, I want to get started, but like I'm scared. And it's normal to feel like that. Like you've just said you felt like that. I definitely struggled with imposter syndrome, yeah. but it's funny when you actually like spell out to someone like every single task and platform that's involved with social media management and you go through all the platforms and all the tasks and then it's like technically you could also do email marketing and you could do this and that and then suddenly you see them be like whoa and you're like see that's it's totally not humanly <laughs> possible for you to do everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> love that sure. so let's dive into Upwork because I'm really interested to hear more about this I have never personally used Upwork and I find it a little bit intimidating. 
what would you say has been the process for you getting clients on Upwork? How have you personally found it? How has it changed over the years? Why, why do you love Upwork? Sell it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do I love Upwork? Um, I mean, I guess for starters, like if you're just starting out, I guess it's a good place to go to. Because for once you have like warm leads, so the clients that are there, they know what they're looking for. Roughly, some of them are not entirely sure, but they know they need help. So you only need to sell them on why you're the person to help them, not mm. that they need help in the first place. And also they give you um, kind of a sense of safety, a safety net, because they have like this payment protection thing where if you do things by their rules, <laughs> keyword, if you do things by the rules, they, they protect you. They will make sure you get paid. Um, if it's an hourly project, if you use their tracker, you will get paid by every hour that you work. And if you do fixed price jobs, as long as you have the contract funded before you start working, you know, the client can really say, oh, I don't want to pay at the end. So I never had to chase a client for payment. So that's a good stuff, especially if you're just starting out and you're not entirely sure how to do things. And in terms of getting clients, I would say in the beginning, you have to apply to a lot of stuff and you have to know what you're applying to and how you're doing it. Otherwise, it can just, you know, be sort of a waste of time. <laughs> If you're doing it wrong, but over time, and this is another thing I love about it, with time, you start building up a reputation. So kind of like social media, you start growing and as, as you start growing, you start growing even faster, if that makes sense. And then clients eventually start coming to you rather than you having to go to clients all the time and apply to jobs all the time. I now probably send a handful of proposals each year. The rest of the clients come to me and they message me kind of already convinced that they want to work with me, which is a great feeling. But yeah, in the beginning, a lot of proposals for sure. Yeah, it's interesting the way you describe that because it's it's very similar to what I teach my students in terms of like cold pitching. In the beginning, you have to put in the hard work, right? You have to yeah. send out a lot of those pitches and not everyone's going to say yes. And you're building up that reputation. You don't have, I guess, that brand or those testimonials to kind of pull through and win them over. But what I think really stood out to me from what you said there was, these are people ready to hire. They're actively looking for someone and they already kind of probably understand what a social media manager does. Whereas sometimes when you cold pitch and you might go to that local business down the road that you really like and they're like, what is a social media manager? Like, what do you actually do? And <laughs> yeah. then it becomes really hard to sell yourself or, you know, sell your services when someone's like not even that invested and they're not going to pay you a lot if they don't really understand the value of what you do yeah. as well. So I think that's exactly. probably something that's super important and probably stands out with Upwork but it's definitely not the easiest sort of option I don't think I mean, none of the options are easy but can you share with us maybe some of the common mistakes people make or freelancers make when they're first getting started with Upwork yeah and like you said I think everything we talk about related to Upwork can be applied to anything in freelancing uh, in one way or another 
But I feel like with Upwork specifically, what I feel like is the most common mistake people make is they, okay, they hear that Upwork is a great option for freelancers. So they create an account, like five minutes, it's done. And they start applying to a handful of different jobs. And, you know, um, they don't really put in the time and effort because they're just testing it out to see if it works. And they treat it like a numbers game. The most proposals I can send, the more I can get responses. And that's the, the quickest way for them to come back and say, Upwork doesn't work. It's not for me. It's, you know, it's overcrowded and everything like that. I feel like if you want to really give Upwork a fair try, block like an hour in your calendar to create a good profile. Um, really get it to 100%. That's really important. They have uh, the percentage of your profile. You can see that in your homepage. And then only after that, start looking for the right jobs and maybe send one proposal a day for, for the beginning. Don't don't try to send like five or 10 or 50. I've heard people send 50 in a day. And I'm like, did you sleep? Did you copy and paste it all? Like <laughs> copy and pasting definitely doesn't work. I know clients now, they see right through that. And if you treat them as a number, <laughs> they will, you know, just ignore you and move on to the next one. And I feel like, yes, there's a lot of competition, but there's a lot of people like this that don't try enough. So if you put in just a little bit more effort than the normal person, um, you can definitely get there. And a good rule of thumb is to personalize stuff. I like adding the client's name, for example. I think it's a very easy way to personalize it, but also adding value to it. Either doing a small little audit of their socials, I love sending videos, going over their socials and stuff like that, or just doing like the first job I got, I did a little illustration on a post-it note just to send them as an example nice. and that got me the job. <laughs> so, you know, getting creative and thinking outside the box, thinking like, what can I do for this client to convince them that I'm the right person for the job and that I really want this, you know? I love that you say that because all of those tips around personalization, maybe a little bit of a mini audit, not copying and pasting, that is the exact same <laughs> formula that I teach with cold pitching, right? And I think if you would be able to be a new social media manager and master both, I think you would be in a really good position because you're not exactly learning anything new. Sure, you have yeah. to maybe learn a little bit of the Upwork interface and be like, here's, how, here's where I upload my photo and blah, blah, blah. But I think if you, it's about having those, those common pitching skills and being able to cold pitch really well, but also like utilize those skills to pitch on Upwork as well. Because the whole process with pitching is you trying to show your magic and stand out from the crowd. And yeah. I think, you know, that that misbelief people have with, oh, Upwork is super overcrowded. It's like, actually, well, it's the same if you're cold pitching as well, right? Yeah, I get a lot of emails each day, like pitching me stuff that I don't even need or that I don't want <laughs> so uh, I get so aggressive like we were with talking. some people <laughs> yeah yeah when I hit reply it's usually not pretty um <laughs> but like with Upwork you you're that step ahead you know like you don't need to convince them like we talked about before and I think that can give you maybe some room to give even more value 
Mm. And again, I'm not super familiar with Upwork, but is there a place to upload like a little portfolio onto your profile or can you send like attachments in your proposals? Yeah, both actually. You have a portfolio section of your profile that does help with that percentage. So um, I think I don't want to give the wrong uh, information, but I think either five or 10% per portfolio item. Um, I think it's something like that. And they do have a cap, I think, but you should definitely add a portfolio to your profile to just show that you're not just talk. You actually know um, how to do your stuff. Also, testimonials is something that people don't always know that they can get, even if they never worked on Upwork. There's a section at the bottom of your profile where you can request testimonials from people you've worked outside Upwork. So friends or family, those first few clients that we get, you can ask for testimonials from them. You just need, I think, their email and their LinkedIn profile so they can verify it's a, an actual person. Mm. Um, and you can actually also, uh, like you said, attach something to your proposal. So I usually do like a, a little portfolio PDF that I have. I usually attach that to my social media um, pitches. Nice. Now, one of the things I was really interested to ask you about is, again, this other misconception around like, oh, Upwork freelancers don't make much money. And (laughs) I think you sitting here being like, yeah, I started in 2013 and I still use Upwork in itself as evidence. Well, clearly people make money (laughs) on it. (laughs) They can make a living off it. But I would love to know what, your kind of to inspire other people what has been some of your biggest projects or your highlights coolest clients coolest projects that have come through Upwork Ooh, coolest clients <laughs> I don't think I can pick this one I love a lot of my clients <laughs> which is a great problem to have it's like picking um, your favorite child isn't it it's kind of mean to make you yeah, do <laughs> yeah and I especially have a lot of clients that came from other clients so as referrals And that whole family (laughs) is really, really great. But I would say probably my biggest project was either between $15,000 and $20,000. Wow. Um, Obviously, these are like ongoing projects, right? So it's not a one-time thing. But you can definitely build upon your projects and stack different clients and stack month over month. I mean, I can tell you there's definitely clients on Upwork that, and especially I feel like it's been growing, the number of clients that recognize that if you pay more, you can get better value. I think back in the day, there was a lot, or at least maybe I was on the wrong side of Upwork back then, let's be honest. But I feel like I'm seeing a lot of clients that actually see the value and pay more. And as long as you can show them that value, show them examples, show them, you know, what you know in an audit or something like that, you can definitely charge high rates on Upwork as long as you can justify them. Yes, this is what I love to hear. And I think what you mentioned there around like Upwork changing, I do think that could be like a wider industry trend as well. Like in the past few years, it's like, social media has become that much more important. It's more, again, more people will know what social media management is yeah. these days and the value behind it. 
And I do feel like there's been that uptick and maybe back in 2010 or early around then it would have been like social media is quite fresh. Instagram kind of just came out. So it's like, (laughs) yes, you're going to be paid like $12 an hour to work on someone's Instagram, but it really has, the industry has evolved. And I think what's cool is it still has all of those pros of flexibility of being able to work your own hours and the the freedom to work from anywhere. But it's also like that income is kind of leveling up to, to match the dream as well. And on that note, what would you say as to finish on, I guess, kind of, Oh, I've got two more questions actually to finish on a more positive (laughs) note. What is your favorite part of your job and why should people become social media managers? (laughs) Gosh, I don't even know. I love, like this is not specific to social media, but I love the freedom of time and location. Um, I love to travel. So I love being able to either take work with me or, you know, batch work beforehand and then go off and do my thing. Um, I also love making my own schedule. You know, if I want to do something else today, I can do that. And then, like I said, batch work on different days. But for social media specifically, I feel like I've always been um half artsy person, half half more scientific side. So I guess it allows me to be creative while still looking at the data and making smart decisions, I guess. So I really like that about social media specifically. Love that. And to wrap up, what would be your top piece of advice for new or aspiring social media managers out there? I guess like with social media specifically, Uh, and everything (laughs) for that matter, Um, it's important to have a portfolio like we talked about before. And with social media, it's it's actually pretty simple. If you create an account for yourself, it can double both as a portfolio and as a way to find new clients. So I would definitely start, and I tell this to a lot of people, start an Upwork account, but also a social media account in whichever platform is the one you feel more, most comfortable in and that you like the best. And then maybe use that account as both a way to get clients and, and as a portfolio as well to showcase your work. Um, and also to test a lot of things because we know with social media, it's a lot about testing new features and seeing what works best. And so it gives you that experience while you're still in the search for clients. Now, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Sylvia. I really appreciate it. Where can people follow you and stay in touch with you? Yeah, I'm mostly active on Instagram. That's where I love to hang out on. It's at the Sylvia Pino. Um, Hopefully you can make it in the show notes because I don't think everyone can spell it. (laughs) Um, And I also do videos on YouTube every week. Uh, So those are both the places where you can find me most often. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Sylvia. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge today. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who will be listening and now be jumping onto Upwork to sign up. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be here to help them if they need it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sylvia. 